I'm really concerned with Tatum. And I honestly, like I said, I've defended him on like literally last week's episode. I kind of want him gone. Welcome to episode 36 of the Clubhouse Convos podcast. It's your host, Colin, joined tonight by Evan. How are we doing, pal? Pretty good. Great to be with you. <laughs> Said it again. Peace to be with you. Peace to be with you. <laughs> Dan, what how are we? Uh, pretty good. Can't complain. Newman? I'm great. We all just bought into the Mike White Colts like two minutes ago. I'm having a great fucking time. <laughs> yeah, we're fresh off the uh, recording of the Gridiron podcast this week. Um, it's a late night, 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. I think we're all a little tired, getting a little loose. So this pod should be a lot of fun. Um, we got everything to discuss, all four sports. So let's hop right into it. MLB World Series ends last night. Braves win game six, seven, nothing. Um I mean, yeah, we, I think, did we all take the Braves? Yeah. Yeah, we all took the Braves. Um, fuck the Astros. It was fun watching them lose. Anybody have anything they want to say? Evan, I'm sure you do because you've been fucking right about everything. About yeah, I just like to give myself a little pat on the back. Um, you know, granted, I didn't have the Braves going all the way, but when we did have our MLB trade deadline recap special thing that we did, uh, one of the questions I was asked was, um, you know, what trade was the best? Who made the best deal? Like, what was the headline deal? And I actually said, Jorge Soler going to the Atlanta Braves. It's on record. You can go back and find the tape. And Remember. turns out Jorge Soler turns into the World Series fucking MVP of all people. You can't really write that stuff. I don't know. Probably my best take on the pod today, probably. I've had a lot of cold ones. I'll be the first to admit that, but I'm impressed with that one. If we're myself. if we're dropping good takes, I know I rescinded my Braves uh, take when Acuna went down, but I did have them losing to the Dodgers in the NLCS to begin the year. So, mm. well done. It was a roller coaster of a year for the Braves. I mean, no Acuna, like you can't write a book like that. Like they go out and every single trade that they made was so impactful between Duvall hitting the grand slam. I don't care that they lost, making an impact, hitting a home run in game one. So where we saw the impact that he made, um, Eddie Rosario in the NLCS, we saw the impact he made. Um, and Jock Peterson made an, an impact, was an instant locker room favorite. Um, so really props to Alex uh, Anthropolis, who was the first Canadian GM to ever win a World Series. Just phenomenal job, uh, former Toronto Blue Jays GM. Deserves a ton of credit, yeah, as does he, Brian Snicker. He deserves a fucking gold medal for turning Pablo Sandoval, who didn't play again, fucking Alex Jackson, who hit 160, and fucking Casey Kalish, who's in the fucking minors, for Soler, Duval, and Rosario. I don't know what fucking Jedi powers he's got going on with these other GMs, but, like, that's ridiculous. Taking candy from a fucking baby. Happy Halloween, by the way. <laughs> it's November 2nd. <laughs> I, I know we haven't, we haven't been on the pod since Halloween, man. Well, oh, Dan, any thoughts on the Braves? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, didn't really follow baseball until around the midway point of the summer. Um, obviously, that's when I joined the pod. But the Braves were not in first place at that point, and I heard that they lost Acuna. I kind of wrote them off. Uh, they end up making the playoffs. I did not give them any chances in my predictions for the playoffs. I had them losing in four to the Brewers. But, I mean, when you look at these trades, I mean, it's just remarkable how impactful they were when it came to the World Series. And, I mean, props to them. Um, beating the Astros, fuck the Astros. I hope Carlos Correa leaves. I hope that team falls off the face of the earth. Um, I, I just don't like the Astros and very glad that – the Braves won it out of all the teams. Yeah. To uh, uh, have you got anything to say? Well, I was just going to say this also goes to show 
that at the MLB trade deadline, you don't need to go out and make a flashy move. Dodgers went out and got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And guess what? They didn't win the World Series. It was the team that brought in four outfielders that you probably would not have even thought about. So it goes to show that, you know what, sometimes it pays off to be more conservative at the trade deadline. Um, and just a huge lesson there. Um, I think that a lot of teams will probably take note of. Yeah, and on the flip side of the series, you have the Astros who have been in the, what, five, last five ALCSs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what's their outlook going forward? Obviously, Verlander coming back from the Tommy John. He's going to be a free agent. Does he go back to Houston? Obviously, the Correa deal is he gonna leave uh so you can see some huge pieces of the astros core out the door here and what's that mean for their chances going forward newman i mean it's gonna be tough the pitch it's starting pitching i mean it proved to be pretty rough although i mean garcia and valdez are rookies i'm sure they'll develop fine um we'll have to see how they bring back verlander or not but i mean the lineup will be okay without Correa. i know he's been impactful at times but that lineup is fucking stacked top to bottom um also gonna say, I think they are gonna try to bring back Kendall Graveman. So having him and Presley as a one-two punch in the back of the bullpen is pretty fucking good. Probably one of the best in the league. So they will be fine. They will be contending again next year, uh, regardless of what they do. Ev, you had something to say? No, I completely agree with Newman. I think they'll be fine. I mean, the lineup's gonna be good. The bullpen's gonna be good. Newman brought up those two starters that they get back. Um, There's also another starter. Why am I blanking on the name? I'm a colors. More colors, yeah. You know, so they'll be all right. Dan, you agree? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't see them going anywhere. Well, you know, guys like Alvarez, Bregman, Brantley, Tucker, Altuve are still there. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the NBA? Sorry, fucking no lights in here. Uh, the NBA. Uh, so – First thing on the agenda is the Celtics drama. Obviously, last two nights ago, collapsed to the Bulls, um, had a lead at halftime. After the game, Marcus Smart comes out and says, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, without explicitly saying their names, basically uh, called them out for not passing. No, he and, did say their names. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh. Um, and then called them. They had a team meeting today. Uh, reportedly it was emotional, not sure what that means, but uh, it seems to be a lot of dysfunction in the Celtics locker room right now. Uh, you guys think they can figure it out? Ev? One more thing to note, the meeting was uh, referred to by Woj as not productive and not beneficial. So clearly they didn't accomplish anything through that uh, meeting. Um, I think Marcus Smart is in the wrong here. You don't come out and say that to the media. It's just not what you do. And he never did it. And I saw Stephen A. Smith said this, you know, he never did it ever. And, and it's not like they're playing different games. Like they're playing how they normally play. Like it was a problem last year and they've been teammates here for like a few years now. And Mark Smart never said anything. And then now all of a sudden he finally decides to say something. I don't really understand. I mean, he got paid too. I got to wonder, I don't want to blame Udoka, but that just, I feel like he doesn't have like a total control over this team right now. Um, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned with the Celtics. Uh, they won tonight, which is good, but this just should never have happened. And, and Marcus Smart's fully in the wrong here. And and I agree with I I agree with some of his points. Tatum and Brown got to adjust their games, but I don't know. You just can't come out and say that to the media. I mean, that's just it's it's uncalled for, and it's just it's not what you do. I disagree with you. I mean, I think it's probably gotten to the point where in the locker room, they just aren't going to fucking listen to Marcus Smart anymore. So he's like, all right, fuck you. If you want to listen to me here, you listen to me there. Um, I think Brown and Tatum really do need to change their games. More Tatum, in my opinion. I mean, the guy puts up almost 30 shots a night. Rarely does he shoot over 50%. Um, just take better shots. Find better looks for your teammates. It's it's not a crime to have more than four assists. Like it's actually a good thing to move the ball around a little bit. And not just like not saying Marcus Smart's like a knockdown shooter or anything, but there are other guys on this team that can score the ball. Like, Tatum and Brown, as good as they are, don't have to carry the load so much and and force so many poor shots and poor decisions. I think, yeah, you don't want to go out and call your teammate in the media. That's a bad look, but 
something needs to change, obviously. So you got to get it one way or another. Newman? No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think everything Marcus Smart said, I agree with. Um, I mean, you should have that conversation in the locker room first, but I think the NBA is such a diva sport that, like, I, I expect nothing less. But he's right. Like, they don't pass the ball. And I agree it's Tatum more than Brown because, I mean, he learned from Kobe. What do you expect? But I think that has to do with a lot that the Celtics really don't have a third shooter. But at the same time, maybe we just have shooters, but we don't let them work go to work because we're not passing them the ball. So I think it's it's tough to tell what side is correct here. When we have, what, Schroeder now, he can shoot a little bit. Maybe get him involved. Smart can kind of shoot, um, get him the ball more. I agree. Richardson is supposed to be a great three-point shooter. Yeah, I think they need to pass the ball more. It's very obvious what our game plan is day in and day out. Dan, non-basketball guy, you got anything? Yeah, and as the non-Celtics fan here, um, I I don't like this Celtics crew. Um, I, and I was listening to, I think it was the radio on my way back to college this weekend, and they're talking about this, and it's like, all right, so the reason you got rid of Brad is because we thought this team wasn't listening to Brad's message, and that's why they're just so dysfunctional last season and why they ended up not being as good as they could be. And then this season, you start out the exact same way. At some point, it's not the coaching or the people in leadership. It's just the players on the court and in the locker room. Like, I think this cast of characters in uh, for the Boston Celtics is just not a good fit. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, as good as they are, I, it may just be the unfortunate truth that this – this duo does not mesh together and the uh, players they put around them do not mesh together. Um, I think they got to get rid of Marcus Smart um, and quickly Evan, but before I let you go, but um, I, I just don't think that this crew fits. I, I was low on the Celtics coming into the year and I think like there's just not good chemistry and I think this is going to affect them and they may not make the playoffs. I just don't think that they're a good team chemistry wise. It's a big Jason Tatum fan. And I've defended him a lot on this podcast, but I'm really concerned with him right now. Um, came out today that obviously him and Bradley Beal have had discussions. And one would think, all right, Bradley Beal is going to become on the Celtics. But Bradley Beal came out and said that if they do team up, it's going to be with the Wizards. I don't know how Jalen Br- Jason Tatum was getting pushed around like this by Bradley Beal. But that was really upsetting to hear. And I don't, I'm starting to question if Jason Tatum's heart is really with the team right now. Had another shitty game tonight. 14 points, shot four of 16, 16% from three. Um, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with the guy. What Brown Something's did, wrong. right? A Brown 28. I, I honestly, like, I've defended Tatum so much, but like, I'm starting to get tired of it. And I think he's really part of the problem. Colin, I watched the game that you watched with the Wizards game. First was that pass. The hell was yeah, that what pass? The fuck was that? And then it was shooting a fallaway three at the buzzer. He feels compelled to shoot the final shot over three guys. Like not even looking to pass. I'm really concerned with Tatum. And I honestly, like I said, I've defended him on like literally last week's episode. I kind of want him gone. Look, the, the good thing about the NBA is there's absolutely no fucking loyalty here. And I honestly would not be shocked if Brad was like, let's see what I can get. Let's just see. Because Brad has no loyalty to him anymore. He's no longer the coach. They don't have to be buddies. He can trade them. It's a business decision. And if the players aren't loyal to teams, then why should teams be loyal to players? Right? Smart so, just doesn't yeah. seem into it. His heart does He's not playing well. His heart doesn't seem into it. He's selfish. And he's not shooting well. And he just seems to be put one almost play for a different team. I, I don't, I don't understand this f- little fuck. I'm sick. Of it. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of it. I don't get it, dude. I've defended this guy way too much for for his performance and and what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to some other teams. We'll stay in the East. Chicago, Miami, and the New York Knicks have all stayed hot since we last talked. Um, Miami in first. Chicago in second and the Knicks in third. Um, I think Miami is seven and one. Chicago six and one. Knicks are six and two. Um, so three teams that we all I think we all had them in the playoffs, but 
seem to be hot right now. You think uh, any of them have a chance of staying up there or you expect Brooklyn and Milwaukee to come and eventually uh, supersede them? Dan, you're shaking your head, yes? Uh, yeah, I mean, coming into the year, I was very high in the heat and obviously they're proving to be very good as my roommates walk by being very loud. But um, anyway, uh, I also was high in the Knicks. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they'll win the East per se, but I think they're going to be a very good team this year. Um, but I, I like what I'm seeing from the Heat and the Knicks. So. Newman, what are your thoughts? I like what I'm seeing from the Heat and the Bulls. Um, I wasn't high on the Knicks this year. I don't even think I had them in the playoffs, but I think the Heat and the, the Bulls, what they did in the offseason is really paying out. I think Kyle Lowry is the glue that holds the Heat together right now. He's become invaluable to all their pieces. Uh, and I think for the Bulls, everyone's contributing. Uh, like we talked about last week, Lonzo Ball looks really good. Levine looks really good. Even Caruso is playing big minutes. So if they keep up with this formula, they could win quite a few games. Yeah, I love the Bulls. I haven't seen my guy Kobe White in any box scores, though. I don't know what's up with that. Ev, you got any thoughts? Um. Pretty much agree with everything Dan and Connor said. I like all three teams, actually. I didn't have the Knicks in, but, like, if I could redo it, like, they actually look pretty good. I would probably have them in. Um, no, Bulls have impressed me probably the most. Um, DeRozan, what he did at the TD Garden the other night, I mean, wow. I think he shot 15 to 20, 37 points, absolute baller. Um, and it's funny to see the former Toronto guys uh, having huge, huge impacts with their new teams. Yeah, imagine if Toronto was able to have kept that together. What could have been, as they say, uh, a lot of what could have been is in Indiana with Paul George, um, possibly Miles Turner and Sabonis out the door as well. If they keep playing this bad at two and six, uh, are they that bad or are they going to turn around, Dev? Well, I actually had him in the playoffs. I'm kind of surprised. Rick Carlisle's their head coach. I mean, we know what he's done with the Mavericks. I think they'll turn around. I have hope, but. I mean, that, they're rookie, by the way. Whoever the hell their rookie is. I think Duarte, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Balling. Um, I, I'd expect them to turn around a little bit. Um, you know, still so early. Just surprised by that, though. I thought Carlisle would uh, come in and, like, do well with them. But mm. It's early, as you said. Any thoughts on the Pacers from Dan or Connor? Um, the Pacers are bad. Um, they need to get Karius Levert the ball more. I think I'm looking right now, he has 15 points per game. He was pretty fucking good when he was with the Nets. Uh, can shoot the ball really well, can play make. Uh, so he needs to do that. But I mean, it, that has to do with their rookie playing big minutes because he's playing well now too. So they suck. I mean, on paper, they should be good. They have Levert, uh, Brogdon, Turner, Sabonis, Duarte. That, that doesn't turn many heads though. <laughs> I know, but those are all, like, above-average NBA players. You'd think you'd run five above-average NBA players out there, and you'd find some success. I'm not saying you'd be a super team, but. Yeah, that's fair. Um, another team struggling out of the gate, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are 1-7. and seven. Uh, Time to panic. I know they haven't had Zion, but it's – kind of seems to me as a Boston Celtics situation there where uh, Zion's always in this health problem similar to it seems like Tatum is not interested currently and you know it should be a team that's probably pretty good um, what are your thoughts on the Pelicans they're bad they're bad they're bad they're, they're not good on paper like if Brandon Ingram's your best player right now that's not very good um, they made that trade for Valanciunas he hasn't been spectacular um with no zion they're fucked right now but i don't think they're trying to win anyway so yeah no they're not trying to win um i actually like valentunas um i thought that was a good pickup by them but like i don't know if i'm a team like who needs like a, a nice shooter just a really good playmaker i i like brandon ingram a lot like i would go out and maybe make a trade for him i don't know what it would cost but like i don't know if you're a team that's in need of scoring um this guy would maybe go go target. But, yeah, I didn't really expect much from them. I mean, new coach, Willie Green, I mean, he's only, what, four or five years removed from playing. Um, I don't know. Zion, the health, like you mentioned, Colin. It's just – it's not in the cards this year for them. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, coming in the year, I really wasn't high on the Pelicans. And then you just add on top Zion, uh, Zion Williamson's health issues or whatever yeah. you want to call them, looking out of shape. And it's just not a good look for the Pelicans. And I just don't, I don't think they'll be good. Yeah. Fuck them. Let's talk some NHL. Sick of the NBA. Uh, <laughs> recently on Twitter, I've seen uh, some Twitter threads calling for Gary Bettman's head. I've seen some reports that owners are unhappy and uh, concerned with him. Uh, what do you guys think the likelihood that Bettman is no longer a commissioner by, you know, the end of the year, within a couple of years, Ev? Um, I'll buy it. I think his time is really coming to an end. I think the whole situation right now uh, within the league right now has put a lot of pressure on him. And really, the owners kind of run the league. They get to – they have a lot of say. And I think – I saw the Alan Walsh tweet, um, who's, who's just a very popular agent, just really calling for his head. Um, I think his time is up. I think most hockey fans would agree. I think most owners would agree. I think most players would agree. I think his time is really coming to an end, and it's really only a matter of time. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree as well, um, which is kind of a shame. I feel like he's one of the better commissioners of the four major sports because, I mean, Goodell and Manfred are a fucking joke. So I guess by default, he's better. <laughs> um, but he really missed the mark on this the current situation, like a $2 million slap on the wrists for the Blackhawks, who are like a billion-dollar team. It's so dumb. Like I was looking – I saw a tweet comparing when the, the Coyotes lost two high picks for violating combine rules, and then in 2010 – the Devils were fined three million, a first and a third for violating a contract rule. It's like, how do you take sexual assault? Like it's like it's like when Brady got suspended four games for allegedly deflating a ball, and then Ray Rice beats up that person and gets two games. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking Batman's a shit show. The whole Chicago thing is a joke. Like guys like Taves and Kane and Keith, like you fucking knew exactly what was going on. Like for them to just keep denying it and not get any sort of repercussions, it's it's fucked up. NHL is fucked up right now. Any other thoughts on Bettman? All right. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers are the only teams left to have not lost in regulation. Uh, already through uh, the first month of the season. I think the Bruins have played, what, fucking four games? It's crazy. Um, but which team do you think loses first? Uh, give me uh, who you got, Newman? I have no idea who they're playing. One of them is playing the Capitals next, um, so it'll probably be them. I think it's Florida, so I'd say Florida loses. I mean, but these two teams are incredible. I mean, that Central Division last year with them in Tampa, easily the best division of the four. Um and Freddie Anderson, holy shit, is easily the Vesna favorite. Um, seven and zero, one two nine goals against a nine four four save or nine five six save percentage. Holy shit, um, he seems to be stopping everything. They've got the formula, and then Bobrovsky too for the Panthers has been equally as good. Um, their teams are just so complete. They're both extremely good. Yeah, it was not fun to watch the Bruins play them uh, three times in the matter of four days. And then have fucking five days off. <laughs> fucking joke. Yeah, no, I'm going to agree with Newman. I'm going to say Florida loses first. I mean, I didn't have Carolina in my playoffs uh, before the season. Um, I, don't know, I just thought the offseason was weird for them. And I didn't really understand trading Nadelkovich. But now it all makes sense because Freddie Anderson looks like he's that guy again. Um, just deserves a ton of praise. I just love it when a player leaves fucking Toronto and then goes off because just Toronto just is fucking terrible. Like they were benching this guy for Jack Campbell. Like they fucked that up. Like I'm so happy for Freddie Anderson when he was with Anaheim, obviously was so good and like really made a name for himself in that tandem with John Gibson. So I love it. And Rod Brindamore is a fucking incredible coach. And I almost put them in the playoffs just literally for him this dude's incredible. Like, what a coach. Really connects with the players. They love playing with him or for him. Like, you could just tell. Like, there's just something special about that team, you know. E e ever since they had, like, the whole, like, celebrations at the end of games. Like, the crowd loves them. Like, Aho. Like, all these talented players there. They have such a great defensive core as well. 
that's just so so young. Yeah, they lost Jake Bean, but you know, Slavin's really great. Pesci, all these guys, like it's just it's they're an incredible team, and and, and I just feel like shit for not having them in the playoffs. So, and any thoughts on these two teams? Uh, yeah, very little. But um, coming into the year, uh, I was hopeful for the Florida Panthers to do very well, um, mostly because I saw their name a lot uh, in the offseason with signings or trades. I don't know why they're in the news. but Are you sure it wasn't the football team? <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, Florida Panthers. Um Saw their name a lot. I had them third in my predictions for the East, and uh, they're doing pretty good. So, looks like I do know something about hockey. Um, two teams on the opposite end of the spectrum, Chicago Blackhawks sit at 1-7-2, and two, and the Arizona Coyotes are the only winless team left at 0-9-1. Um, what the fuck's going on here? Dan, what? I just want to say one thing. The reason I had the Blackhawks in the playoffs is solely because of Evan, and they suck. So I blame him for me what? thinking the Blackhawks would be good. Why me? What did I? What did I do? Because you were when we had like the free agency pod. I didn't know anything, and you're like Seth Jones going our trades and like going to the Blackhawks, they're going to be a playoff team. And I believed in that. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know what the f- you're talking about. Hey, I had <laughs> Chicago in too. So neither do I. <laughs> There's plenty of time for them to turn around, but I think the off the ice stuff is playing a huge role right now. And there's definitely the off the ice, the off the ice stuff is just a cloud over the whole organization right now. They won't, they're not going to be good this year. If the off the ice stuff didn't exist, it's they all right. You know what? They have like they have a legit shop, but like that did a number to everybody within the org. I mean, your GM, you know, your your former coach. I mean, and they've had a lot of players that have just been tenured there for a while, like people like Kane and Taves. And I don't know, I think it just it's it's a distraction. And I, you know, you really kind of predicted that. I also think their coach is an absolute fucking joke, by the way. Jeremy Carlton, like, you, you got to fire this clown. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He ain't an NHL coach. Um, I mean, compare this guy to fucking Rod Brindamore. Like, not even fucking comparable. Not even in the Night same solar system. Night and day. Exactly. So, they got some changes they need to make. I think the defense has some weaknesses, obviously. that It was the same story last year. I thought Seth Jones would, came, would come in, make a big impact. Um, I don't know. It, it really disappointing team, really, really disappointing. But I think the off the ice stuff has a lot to do with that. Newman, you had something you wanted to add? No, I mean, just to echo what you guys said, they suck. I mean, they're 29th in goals per game, and I think second to last in goals allowed. It's not really a good formula. I think Seth Jones minus eight to bring it to minus 10, although he has scored twice tonight. Um, they're up on the Canes three to two as we speak. Wow. Um, but they still suck. Although Flurry is turning it around. Yeah, I mean, I think they are going to turn around. I, I still think they'll make the playoffs. But uh, yeah, the offense definitely has something to do with this slump recently. But Arizona, like oh nine one, you got to think like anybody they could trade is probably going to be traded. No, I would assume Keller is going to be traded. Um, I'm trying to think of other fucking. They so yeah, go ahead. Their GM, they're, well, they are a fucking joke. This team is the biggest joke in maybe sports. I mean, no, they they're, are. They're playing in this place where they shouldn't be playing. God, you got to relocate that team as soon as possible. When John Chaka was there, when he took over, like 30 year old, like good energy, like made a lot of good moves. And then he had that whole sort of scandal. I don't even know. It wasn't really much of a scandal. I don't know. He, had, he resigned regardless. Then they bring in this guy. I think his last name's Armstrong. Dude, this dude doesn't know what he's doing. They were a good team last year. Like they were, they were actually solid. They had Taylor like, Hall. Kemper, this guy got Taylor Hall. Yeah, well, they had all this, all these like good, actually like solid players. And remember, they like made the playoffs. Like, uh, and did they beat Nashville in that like whatever? Like when COVID happened? No, they didn't beat them. No. But they, but they were up. They were an up and coming team that was young and had good energy, and everybody was like, "All right, the Coyotes are going somewhere." 
And then this dude comes in and just trades everybody away and tears it all down. Dude, why would you tear this down? I don't understand. Like, Kemp, you're going to trade Kemper. You're going to trade, like, Dvorak. Like, you know, Garland, everyone's going to be out. Jackman Larson. Yes, thank you. I don't – and that trade was questionable. I, I just don't know what the hell they're doing. They, they worked so hard to get from being so bad to actually being, like, somewhat relevant and competent. And then this dude comes in and just tears it all down. Their coach, I couldn't even pronounce his name. I never even heard of that guy before. Like, I don't I don't get what they're doing, man. They were they were so close to actually, like, getting over the hump, and then they just went right back down the hill like a fucking I slide. Said, I feel like they were closer pre-Taylor Hall trade, and then something about that trade, he, he never fit there. They never – at top six, never gelled with him, and they were never the same after that. I felt like they were better that year. Were they not in first place when they went and got him? I can't remember. I don't remember. My uh, take – all right, my take on the Coyotes is that they are going to win less than 10 games this year, um, which is sad, but I think oh it's Oh, my true. God, no way. The only bright spot for them has been Vermelka, their rookie goalie, who's actually played really fucking good. Um, but they are just a disgrace. It's so bad. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the name of this coach, by the way, because I just think like you'd hire like a former player. There's like a lot of good guys. Like a guy like Andrew Burnett, who just got like the interim head coaching job. Like, you know, talk about like well-deserved, like I'm happy for him. Like all these former players that, you know, are not like too fresh out of the league, but like where's Steve you know, Ott's job. Right. Exactly. Steve Ott. Like what a job he did with the blues that year. Andre Terigny. Like, I don't know who the hell this dude is. <laughs> Steve Ott, like, come on, great example. Like, that dude deserves a coaching job. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. No, I don't either. Uh, that's all I got for the NHL. Ev, do you want to move to the lineup card? All right, yeah. So, for the lineup card today, we're going to be doing uh, pretenders contenders uh, in the NFL. We're talking playoffs. Like, really, do you think this team can make a run? Do you think this team's, like, legit? Um, or are they just faking it right now? And they're, the wheels are just about to fall off here in the latter half of the season. So let's get right into it. So the New England Patriots, we'll start with Colin, Dan, Newman. New England Patriots, pretender or contender? I think they're contenders. Um, they've they've turned it around here as of late, beat a good Chargers team last weekend. And I thought that was Max's worst game of the year. So to win that game is is a pretty good sign. Um, it seems like this team's just getting better and better every week. Harris is really finding a role. So I, I think the Pats are going to be in the playoffs come January. Dan? I believe they're contenders. Um, I think this formula of the running game, um, Mac Jones on offense is turning out to actually work. And I mean, the defense is pretty good. Uh, you lose Stefan Gilmore, obviously, in the trade, but I think they're just fine. Um, I don't know if they can make a deep playoff run, but I think at least uh, they can make the playoffs given the other teams in the AFC just not being that good. Newman? Yeah, they're contenders for me. I think a couple fumbles away from already being in a playoff spot, and they do have the biggest advantage in all sports, getting to play the Jets and the Dolphins four times. Um, so they're in good spot. Although yeah, they're contenders. The Dolphins. They shouldn't have. That's a, that's have. a Patriots problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're absolutely contenders. I saw Dan Orlovsky, uh, Collins guy, uh, went on ESPN, uh, first take, went on get up. And he said he sees this team as like an 11 and 6, uh, 10 and 7 team, easily going to make the playoffs. He loves what they're doing. And I got a lot of respect for Dan Orlovsky. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, their performance against the Chargers. So I'm buying this team. I'm all in. Uh, contender. Uh, second up. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, my God, talk about a nightmare season um, off the field. Pretender or contender? Newman, we'll start with you. They're contenders for me. I have them in my seventh seed. They're kind of my new Broncos, so I guess flip the, what I said about the Broncos for them. I mean, obviously losing Rokes hurt, but they don't really utilize him enough anyways. And they have Brian Edwards, who they don't utilize enough either, so he's going to get more looks. Josh Jacobs has been a bright spot. Carr's been playing average enough to get by, and the defense isn't bad. So I think they have a real shot. Dan? Um, I think this off-the-field stuff's going to get the better of them. Um, I think they're pretenders. I kind of thought they are pretenders at the beginning of the year. Um, as you can hear, my roommates in the background, they're playing a game of basketball. Um, 
But uh, I just don't think the Raiders, like, I don't think they can handle all this off the field stuff. Eventually it's going to get to them. You lose your head coach, you lose one of your best young players. The media is just going to always be in your face about this stuff. Um, and I mean, they play in a tough division. Uh, I think they're just, I don't have them in my playoffs. I think they're pretenders. Yeah, oh. I'd agree with everything Dan said. I think they're pretenders as well. Pretenders for me as well. Uh, I just don't see a real leader on this team and within the coaching staff, but maybe I'm mistaken, but we'll see. Um, next up, LA Chargers. Uh, Colin, we'll start with you. Pretenders or contenders? Uh, I think they're contenders. Uh, we were texting about them the other day, and I said I couldn't really make up my mind on them, whether I, I believed in them or not. But um, after our simulation for the gridiron with the um, playoff projections, I had them winning the AST West. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna have a good end to the year. Herbert's really good. I know he didn't play great against New England, but uh, I like Staley a lot, and I think they'll win the NFC, AFC West. Fuck KC. Fuck KC is right. Uh, Dan? I think they're contenders. I have them winning the AFC West. Um, like I said, this New England game doesn't really change my opinion of them. I thought it was a good matchup. Um, I knew it would be a close game, but – for me, the Chargers, very talented on offense, very talented on defense, but, yeah, they're contenders for me. Newman, I feel like I know your answer. Yeah, they're obviously contenders for me. Um, Brandon Staley, you're a defensive coach. Please stop only putting Joey Bosa in on third downs. Put him in on more downs, please. So, for me, I'm, I'm this is an interesting one because I don't actually have them in the playoffs, but – if they do get there, I think they're a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them. So I have them as a contender. I just think the offense is so good and they could go off any given day. So even though I don't have them in, I'm going to say contender just because I feel like in a one game type playoff, they could be dangerous. Um, next up, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Newman. I mean, they're they're obviously going to get in the playoffs, in my opinion. So they're contenders. Mahomes Mahomes is fine. Obviously, he's not playing well. I don't think Kelsey's really playing well either. That offense is just so out of sync right now. Um, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, like they're the Chiefs. They'll. I mean, we say this every week that they'll figure it out, and they haven't. But I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll be contenders. Um. I just think like eventually they'll figure it out. They're going into an easier part of the schedule, which will help. Um, they've played a lot of good teams lately and they're still going to play the Green Bay Packers this week, but I think it gets easier down the stretch. And again, with the teams in the AFC, just not being that great, it seems the wild card. I think they're going to be just fine and make the playoffs. So I have them as contenders. I think they're pretenders. I think there are too many fringe teams in the AFC. You think about, Cleveland, Cincinnati, um, maybe even Pittsburgh, if they were to get hot. Obviously, New England at four and four. Um, you have the Vegas Raiders, we've talked about the Chargers. Obviously, Buffalo is probably going to win the AFC East. Baltimore is going to win um, the AFC, what is that, the fucking North. Um, and then in the South, Tennessee, I get you lost, Henry, but they're five and two. Indy's red hot lately. So there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. And I just see a lot of those teams is better than the Chiefs right now, or at least playing better than them. Um, I don't like the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes really doesn't look that good at all. He leads the league in interceptions. Um, it seems like teams have kind of figured out how to defend this team. You shut down Kelsey and Hill, and they have nowhere to go. So for me, I had them in the playoffs. I have them winning uh, their division, but – I think when they get there, I think they lose round one. I'm so out on this team. I, I tried to be in for as long as I could, but I just – until I'm proven otherwise, I can't call them a contender based on the performances I've seen of late. Uh, out of sync, uh, Colin brought up. I mean, it's it's totally true. They're, they're a disaster. So, until I see the, the Chiefs that I'm used to seeing – Maybe I'll say contender and change my mind, but right now for me they are a pretender. I think, uh, I think the Pats, I think the Pats could go into Arrowhead and win a playoff game there right now. Like I think that's definitely reasonable. I think Bill Belichick could 
Bill Belichick could win a playoff game in Arrowhead whenever he fucking wanted to. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I don't. I just think they're any, any teams feel like they can beat them. You smell blood in the water. I think a lot of teams are doing that right now, and I think they're like, this team is beatable. Like, we don't have to be scared anymore. Like, the defense sucks. Like, I don't know. Yeah, especially um, a team that's been beating up on everyone else for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's like our turn to be a bully now. Um, next up, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Colin, pretender or contender? Uh, I don't have them making the playoffs, but I do see them as a contender to get there. Um, I think it comes down to the wire between them, and I think Cleveland gets hot again. But um, I like Cincinnati a lot. I like what Joe Burrow's shown in his second year. Um, we've talked about their defense a lot on gridiron. Besides the Mike White eruption, they've been very good this year. Um, yeah, I think Cincinnati's very, very close, if not in the playoffs this year. Dan? Uh, I believe they're contenders. Um, I think Zach Taylor has kind of figured out how to run this offense. Uh, took a while. Um, obviously, he didn't have Joe Burrow his first two years there or at least for the whole season uh, last year. But uh, I like Cincinnati right now. I know they had the hiccup against uh, the Jets, as Colin said, but I think this seems going to be just fine. Uh, I really like what they're doing offensively, and I really like their defense. Um, I've been saying it's sneaky good, and I said I don't think you could call them sneaky good when you're top 10 in the league. So I, I really like what Cincinnati's doing right now. Um, I don't know how much of a playoff run they can make just due to experience, but this is a, this is a good cast they'll have for the next couple of years. Newman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're contenders for me. I feel like sometimes when teams have a lot of weapons, they don't use them right. Uh, hence the, the Vikings, for example. But the the Bengals have kind of figured out how to make it work. Unfortunately, that means Boyd takes a back seat, um, which sucks. But, I mean, Mixon's been really good. Um, Chase, obviously, Chase has been fantastic. And Higgins the past two weeks has been fantastic. Um, and the defense is great. I've been streaming them for weeks. Uh, they've worked out really well. So I think in a crowded AFC North, I think they will come out Brian second. Yeah, I really like this team a lot. Uh, I agree. I have them second. I have them in the playoffs. I think I had them with the highest record out of any of us at 11 and six. I, I, I just think they're a complete team. Um, and Zach Taylor uh, deserves a lot of credit. He's taken a lot of flack, like especially uh, in the last couple of years last year but uh what a job that they've done and and i know colin had bill callahan as his you know offensive or his assistant of the year just like a lot of people like really stepping up to the plate and delivering for that team so good for them i'm gonna say contender pittsburgh steelers pretender contender newman this one was so tough when i did the the prediction the playoff prediction i had the minute seven at first and i was like nah I can't have that. I'm going to say pretender. I feel like they're, they remind me a lot of San Fran over on the other conference where they just find a way to win games. Their defense is really good. They have weapons. Najee is awesome. Deontay Johnson's fucking amazing. But Big Ben is so fucking bad. He's going to lose them games that they should win. And that division is just way too crowded uh, for their schedule to get any easier. So I think they are uh, pretenders. Dan. Pretenders. I don't think they're good. Yeah, that's really all I need to say. I don't think the Steelers are that good. I think they'll finish below 500. Um, Big Ben is, as Newman said, awful. Um, I don't know. I just don't like Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the only team keeping this, the only thing keeping this team afloat as it's been the, the same case the past few years is Mike Tomlin. Um, ben Roethlisberger's fucking putrid. I, I mean, any adjective you want to use awful horrific disgusting despicable dare i go on i mean he's awful rapist, there's maybe. another one <laughs> what whatever uh, rapist maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe that uh accused of that um but yeah uh, pittsburgh fucking stinks yeah i'm saying pretender as well i haven't been as harsh on big ben as the three of you have i've actually kind of defended him a little bit but i just you know i, I like Cincinnati better. I like Baltimore better. I like most of these other AFC t teams better. Uh, it's just, it's very competitive. And I agree with you, Colin. Mike Tomlin keeps them afloat. I think they'll be in the hunt. As long as he's there, they'll be in the hunt. I think they'll be in, in the hunt even coming week 
17, week 18, I think they'll be right in it, but I do think that they fall short. Uh, Najee Harris, what a season, though. Been really good. Um, Cleveland Browns. I had a hot take about the Cleveland Browns on the gridiron. Check that episode out. Uh, Colin, your Browns. Contender for me. Uh, I have them making it over Cincinnati with a, excuse me, week 17 win over them. Um, you know, I was just too high on the Browns coming into the year to just give up hope on them. I think there's still a lot of football left to be played. Stefanski's a really good coach. I think Baker's going to turn it around. Um, when Hunt comes back, that's going to be a huge boost. And I think once they figure this OBJ shit out, the offense is going to start to click a little bit more. For some reason, he just seems to be a thorn in this offensive side, whether he's playing or not. It seems to be causing some sort of issue. Um, so I think he's got to go, but I still have hope for Cleveland. Dan. So I'm going to say as long as Kareem Hunt is not in this lineup, lineup, um, they are pretenders, but as soon as Kareem Hunt gets back, they will be deemed contenders again. I think the loss of this duo of Chubb and Hunt has been huge, uh, for this offense. I mean, we talked about it on the gridiron the type of offense that they run. I mean, two very talented backs, and it was very obvious this team was different once they lost Chubb for a couple of weeks and then Hunt was sent to the IR. Um, this team is just very different. Um, and Baker's obviously dealing with the injury. That's definitely affecting him. Um, Non-throwing shoulder, but still, it's there. Um, and this defense has not been as good as people thought it would be. So I think the offense has to keep them afloat to make the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs. And I think because the running backs are just not healthy and it's going to very, like very much affect this offense moving forward. Um, so I have them as pretenders until Hunt gets back and then they can be considered contenders at that point. I mean, for me, they're straight pretenders. I think it's, it's time to question what the fuck is up with Baker Mayfield. Um, we touched a little bit on the gridiron about it. He looks awful. I think he has six touchdowns on the year, which obviously has a lot to do with the scheme. But, I mean, come on, dude. Fucking my grandmother could throw more than six touchdowns halfway through the season. And he just doesn't look good. I don't know. I think he's on my waiver wire. No one's picking him up for good reason. So, I don't know. They have the weapons. They just haven't been able to put it together. Straight pretenders for me as well. I'm out on Baker Mayfield. I think don't think he's very good. I'm out on that defense. I've been very disappointed. The receivers, I just it, it, I almost feel like they just got all the wrong receivers. Like Odell, we talked about it on the gridiron. He's just not a fit there. I don't even love Jarvis Landry in that offense a lot. Hooper, I mean, doesn't you know they paid him a lot of money. I feel like for the role he's playing, like I thought Njoku was pretty much on that level. For me, it's just the backs. The backs in the offensive line is just that team. And uh, if I don't trust your quarterback in today's uh, NFL, I really can't put you in uh, the level of a contender. So I'm out on Cleveland. I think they're the worst team in that division. Um, New Orleans Saints, pretender or contender? Uh, Who would I leave off at? Newman. My turn, I think. Um, they're contenders for me. I think we all have them in our playoffs. Unlike we talked about on the gridiron, like losing Jameis is not a big deal. He's not the centerpiece of their team. And whether it be Taysom Hill, which I hope it is because I picked him up and I might get fucked if it's not him, um, or Simeon, who looked fine against the good Bucks defense, they're, they'll be okay. The defense is the strong part of their team and they've looked great. Um, that Pick six of Brady really cheered me up after a, a loss for my Chargers last week. Um, I think they can make a splash. They'll make the playoffs. Yeah. I have them as contenders as well. Um, I had them ranked actually in the power ranking, I think like seven or eight. I really like the Saints team. Um, the defense is good. Taysom Hill is going to be out for a couple more weeks with the injury. Um, so it's going to be Simeon for a while. But I, I think Trevor Simeon's just fine. I mean, Sean Payton's going to scheme it up uh, to where he's not going to be turning the ball over. He's going to be just fine. The Saints offense doesn't really move the ball besides giving it to Alvin Kamara, whether it be through the pass or run game. So 
it, it's not going to come down to the offense. It's going to come down to this defense, which is very good. Um, so they're very much contenders for me. Yeah, um, against Evans' logic, I'm going to deem a team who I don't trust their quarterback as a contender. Uh, I don't trust Hill or Semyon, but I think Sean Payton's just a good enough coach. This defense is definitely good enough to carry them uh, to the playoffs. And, you know, they, they're not going to have Thomas. He said today he won't be back, but they've done fine without him. And Kamara is just so such a dual threat and so good either way, catching or running, that – you know, that offense can just live through him and they'll be fine. And Taysom adds a whole other dimension to that team as well. I'm going to say, I well, I'll preface it by saying I do have them in the playoffs. I have them as a pretender. Um, again, some more points to what I used last time. I just don't, with no Winston there, and granted, I didn't really trust Winston a whole lot either, but there's just a lot of question marks. No Michael Thomas for the rest of the year. I believe that leaves Marquez Callaway is like their number one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or Trayvon um, Smith, it's debatable. Yeah, I mean, flip a coin. Um, Neither's a good option. No. And for me, they need a playoff home game. That's such a home field advantage. And for me, I can't see them beating out Tampa Bay for the division. So that would mean that they'd have to go on the road. Say like a hostile environment, such as maybe a Green Bay or an Arizona. And – with a quarterback, either Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon, in that big moment on the road, I think they're a textbook round one exit. So uh, for me, they are a pretender. Um, but again, what a home field advantage! Like if they can somehow beat Tampa Bay, like that would change stuff. Um, moving to the last question here, Carolina Panthers. I've had a lot of talk about them on the gridiron, but I think this might be an obvious one. They sit four and four. They're in a playoff spot right now, but pretender or contender? It's going. Without a doubt, a pretender for me. Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I thought Sammy D would be a little better than seeing ghosts in New York, but seems the ghosts followed him down to Carolina. He just hasn't looked very good. Um, and who knew, by the way, that he's all of a sudden a fucking running back, too. He's got like 10 carries a game. Um, uh, if he could pass for all the yards he runs for, that might help him out a little bit since he only passed like 120 yards a game. Um, Robbie Anderson looks like a walking corpse out there. He got turned into one last weekend on that hit. Holy shit. Um, but without McCaffrey, they're just nothing on offense. And even if the defense is pretty good, it's just not enough when your offense only scores fucking 10 points. Against an awful Atlanta defense, by the way. Mm. A defense that Tua Tagovailoa scored four touchdowns on. You couldn't even muster two touchdowns. CMC is expected back. Uh, most likely, Matt Rule said next week, so missing the matchup here against the Patriots. Most likely. We'll see if that changes. Um, Dan, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, so a couple weeks back, you put this team at number four, I believe the power rankings and I said I think a couple weeks is a disservice it was when they were undefeated so a month ago Evan did that a month ago when they played the three worst teams in football you put them at number four in the power rankings and I said it was a bozo type terrible move and look at them now they've now been arguably one of the I'd say worst teams in football since besides that defense being young and having some good plays now and then, but this offense stinks. I, I think they're still two, three years away from being good. Um, this offense, this line stinks. You can't find the quarterback. Um, and the defense is still young. Um, they're absolute pretenders. They're pretenders when they are three and zero, beating uh, the inconsistent saints at the time, um, the jets, and then the Texans. So pretenders. Newman. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously pretenders. So I'll use this time to update you on the hockey score that we were just talking about. The uh, the Hurricanes were down 3-2, entering the third, and then within two minutes, it's now 4-3 Hurricanes. So oh, my fuck. They may In remain classic Chicago for like a little longer. Now, when do we think they fire Colleton? Right? Maybe after now, today. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. The moment he gave the clipboard to the player, that's when I would have done it. No, this this the second he fucking signed the paper, they should have been like, psych, it's a joke, you're on a prank show. Get the fuck out of here, guy. 
Uh, yeah, for me, I like Carolina at the beginning of the year. Um, I like their defense a lot. I, I was too high on Sam Darnold, like Colin had noted, and McCaffrey was healthy at the time. Um, I, you know, DJ Moore was doing DJ Moore things. I don't know. For me, they are obviously a pretender. You know, even if they do make the playoffs, they're going to get bounced. Um, I should not have had them at four. You know, that was stupid. Um, you know. I, I just feel for Sam Darnold. I thought he was going to be better than he was. Me too. Um, and I, um, I think maybe Joe Brady a little overrated. I, don't know, I need to see Joe Brady with like a good quarterback. Fair I don't know. Joe I think like you can't judge him. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Brady's also very young. Um, yeah. He, he like McVay esque in terms of age if he got yeah. hired as a national coach. It's 34, so, right? Something like that. He's just very young so he's got some especially like first or yeah first or second year in the nfl um he's got some growth to do um especially now i think it's his second year um just teams having film on him he's got to learn to adapt so i still like joe brady but i don't think he's had a good start per se with the talent he's had is matt rule more of an offensive or defensive mind that's a great question I think he's more of a program builder, to be honest with you. I think he uh, he's not a, an offensive or a defensive specialist. I, I would almost call him a locker room specialist type coach. <laughs> oh, Newman and Newman might have some news. Five three. So I have some news that no no. So apparently Henry Ruggs, the night of the accident, texted both Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro asking for golf tips since he was at Top Golf. <laughs> He and got then, that shit face at top. Yeah, golf. and then Derek Carr woke up to news of the crash. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that is like white people get that trunk at Top Golf. Not that's not even <laughs> racist. Like I'm just so shocked Henry Ruggs is out here at Top Golf. Well, Henry nice. Ruggs clearly a bozo. <laughs> yeah, Newman or. Dan, what's that thing you call me every time I lose picks? Bozo. Oh, no. all sorry of the week. Yeah, that's Henry Ruggs this week. Yeah, that's all sorry for life. <laughs> uh, that wraps up the lineup card. Dan, it's your rant tonight. Not noontime? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd love to have him on the pod. Well, I just called what's, him Bozo. So let's moderate a debate. Newman, me, and Scully moderate a debate between Dan and Newtime. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been a debate with more moderators than debaters. <laughs> it was funny. So he like he put Salve at one. We are pissed, obviously, because like we've won five straight conference championships. We think we're the best in New England at the time, and like this guy also predicted. Salve would come into our place and he's like, oh, they're going to come into Springfield, have a good game and win. And we're like, all right, bitch. We, we hang up 41 on them, only have them score three. And here's the thing. They had the nation's leading rusher in D1, D2, and D3. You know how many yards he had? 40. He had 40 rushing yards. And he led all divisions in rushing yards before that. And this guy is just like, yeah, they had a good game. That's it. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. I tagged him in. Everyone posted like all the scores at him. Tagged him in everything, and he's like, oh, well, maybe fuck that one up, but oh well. This dude seems like a little bitch with a small cock. <laughs> now he's definitely not going on. But sounds like a dad at home who just has a blog and he doesn't watch shit. It just posts. Yeah. We yeah. like. He, I don't understand. Like he never once like knew who was on our team before the season started. Like. We had a new quarterback coming in. All you would do is talk about the old quarterback. We're like, dude, at least like watch the film. Put some respect on WNE. Yeah, put some respect. It's going to be an interesting way for us to win the conference. We need Salve to win out and us win out. And that would mean we win the conference. That's weird. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you, boys. Get an yeah, three-way tie in order to uh, to win. Or Endicott can lose, but I don't think that'll happen. Shout out to uh, well, UNH to... Hockey against Northeastern this week. Y'all are fucked. I'm sorry. 
Oh, we're dude, we are dreadful. We suck. Our goalie is yeah. about to break the single season shutout record for franchise history, and we're, we're only eight games in. <laughs> well, we they, struggle at scoring but, goals. We got outscored uh, ten to two uh, in two games against Arizona State on the road. Like we're try- we can't put the puck in the net. So we haven't Boy. been good since JVR. We've got yeah. quite a number of prospects. We're very good. <laughs> well, fuck you, Newman. Uh, that's all I got for the pod. Do you guys got anything you want to add? Dan, just keep us posted how you guys do. You and E this weekend. Eat them. All right. Well, uh, Newman, you have the stop button, but thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. But you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts